did you get the latest um, Q drop? Dude, I had to quit following after what happened. Whoa. Are you? Why, dude? Did your mom see it? Yeah. Dude, he totally put up flat Earth stuff this week. What? That it is for sure flat? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I think. I think. I think it's gonna happen. Like, I have no problem with it being flat, but like, what's on the other side? You know. Well, that's the thing, dude. Like, all it's gonna flatten itself into a square. And then all the libtards are just going to fall hey, off. Excuse, on the excuse me. Excuse flatten me. into a square. Are you? Hey, what's up? Oh, okay. Hey, sir. Well, do you know how to flatten a square? I think you just put a heavy weight on top of it. Oh, okay. What you need? Yeah. Uh, well, I dropped my video in the box outside in the return mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. And I. Oh, uh, yeah. I need to check that thing. I came in to grab a new one, but it seems like between here at the checkout counter and the video wall, you guys have installed a canal. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no bridge or anything to get me from point A to point B. It's just a a big chasm of water here. We're not going to pay for new socks for you. We have a guy that'll come back. You can't see him, but he's on his break, but he'll come back and... You know. Yeah, well, I'm float you down there. If I get in the canal, there's no way to get up to the other side. I'll just be stuck in the canal. Oh no, he's he's got a little boat. He's gonna take you up. Yeah, it's an RC boat. Well, yeah. it seems like a ton of work just to get a movie. It's the theme this month. <laughs> we don't control what corporate does, man. And by well, theme, I mean there was a sprinkler break. And I'll be damned if this building isn't watertight. And have you seen Surf Pro's prices? Yeah, I saw. Okay, so we're just this trying month to turn we have canals. Tragedy, well, tragedy into money, buddy. Mm-hmm. I, I want to keep renting here because the the prices are dirt cheap. But uh, thanks, bud. Well, when's the guy with the boat gonna be back? Uh, he's on lunch, man. Yeah. Uh, is it that weird guy that sounds like a monster? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll Jesus. get to him. We'll introduce him later. Uh, but I mean, I mean, he'll come in later. Hey, don't say that in front of Jerry, man. He might get angry. Yeah, well, Jerry. His name's Jerry. Remember that for later. Well, I'm kind of in a hurry. Is there is there something you guys got like behind the checkout counter? Or well, yeah, we you can't uh, see the canal. You can't let see. Me, let me move this the... gun out of the way. Let me move this ashtray. You like foreign films? Oh, Jesus. What, do I got to read the whole thing? No, no, no. It's actually dubbed. dubbed. Oh. Well, I'm interested. Okay. How do you feel about scuba diving? Um, terrified of it. Oh. Okay. Well. But I also like to face my fears. That's good. How much what, money do you got? What do you think about parenting? Why are you asking me how much money I have? I just making sure you had 99 cents. Yeah, so you I, could I rent today. got a dollar, dude. Okay. Taxes went up. <laughs> well, how, how much is it to rent the, fi- the video? 
It's like a dollar four now. Okay, I think I can. I'm just trying to be truthful. I think I could. My swing manager, it. my manager says not to do that. Yeah, Jerry's a beast, man. Yeah, Jerry. Man. Yeah, I've heard him before. I've heard him we when he takes out the trash at night and he screams at the raccoons. He's always telling us to like. You shouldn't park back there, by the way. <laughs> look professional. Yeah, I learned that. We need but, you to park. We only have two spots up front. Yeah, well, you also turn the parking lot into a canal. Well, we got to leave one open for the pizza. People keep opening the door. That's what Jerry's working on right now. Let's get back to this movie because we were talking about something that's kind of near and dear to us. Yeah, we love canals. Mm -hmm. And we love detective. Do you like a hard-boiled detective story, sir? Oh, I'd love that. That sounds Ed, great. Wait a minute, Ed, dude. I just thought about it. It like what? fucking canals prove that the earth is not round, right? Because if it was round, they would spill uh, out of the canal, right? It'd be a waterfall. Fuck. Yeah. Damn it. You're right. Fuck. Maybe I should stop following Q as well. So anyway, sir, this movie, you want it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll, I don't, I would like to leave the store. Okay. Okay, sir. That'd be a dollar four. Uh, and tonight on Five Day Rentals, we're doing Amsterdam, 1988. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dan. I'm gonna take the throne tonight. Um, as we said in the open, we're doing Amsterdam from 1988. I have my beautiful co-hosts here with me to join me for this boat journey. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up for them. I'm gonna. How are you guys feeling tonight? You feeling good? Feeling great, Dan. This is Kyle, by the way. This is my voice. Bone, bones here. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty dry. Nice and dry. Well, I hope you're ready to get wet, baby. I think that's hold what on, those... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I hope you're, I hope you're ready to get wet. Wet. That's what that the better? scuba suit's for. Mm-hmm. No, dude, I'm, no, he sleeps naked. He scuba dives naked. You can't scuba dive naked. Y- yes, you can. You just have to have your pack on. I think there's actually uh, people that do do that. Yeah, but if you're wearing like an oxygen tank wow. and a mask. Those, you have to. The subtraction of that from considered clothing is implied. That, you can't you can't skydive naked. You gonna skydive without your fucking parachute yeah. on? Ka? You guys rip on me for sleeping naked, but I'm also wearing a watch. So by your <laughs> argument, I could say I don't sleep naked. Well, I think my argument is that you could sleep a little more naked. Whoa, bro! Right? Whoa! But I, I also edit? I couldn't scuba dive more without an air tank. You could for a brief period of time. That's called snorkeling, you dumbass. No, you could scuba, but you just, you want to come up. 
Guys, how much money would they have to give you to scuba dive in the canals of Amsterdam? Seem pretty dirty and murky. There's I'm gonna say it's gotta be a big price. Yeah, it's gonna be have to be a big price for me. I would do it before I scuba scuba dived, scuba dove. Scuba dove scuba we'll that. Before I scuba doved in uh like open ocean. What are you even gonna see in the canal though, dude? It's filthy. Yeah, it's filthy, but I'm not I don't have to deal with sharks or jellyfish or shit. It would be or the, the shit that traumatized me as a kid. It'd be the same experience if you just stuck your face in a mud puddle. That's totally fine. <laughs> well, minus the condoms on your face. No, those are in the puddle. Yeah. <laughs> but it, do I get to have like a wetsuit and all that shit? Like this guy's get up? Or are you talking about like I'm naked minus or, or with only a scuba tank and... You're I gotta nude. jump in a canal. Yeah, you're nude with a with a oxygen tank. I don't know because there. Yeah, Amsterdam legal drugs. So syringes, condoms, dead hookers. Plus, we're, plus yeah. we're gonna be high as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we don't ever tour Amsterdam. Whew. I'll come over. Invite me, Amsterdam. Yeah, we're ready. I just won't swim nude in your canals. I don't think they want that either, so. (laughs) We'll wear a wetsuit. Um, First thoughts on Amsterdam, Tier? How we feeling? What a a hidden gem. (laughs) Is that G-E-M or J-I-M? J-I-M? A hidden gem? J- J- is, he down, a, is, he, is he down in the canal? There might have been a gym in there somewhere. Sorry. Mm-hmm. A hidden gym. Hi, Jim. Yeah, I agree with Bones. This is a real according to Jim. Mm-hmm. Meaning I had never seen seen it. <laughs> I don't under, I don't understand how it got made. Well, that's not a good thing. No, I uh, I thoroughly uh, was surprised by this pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, I can't tell if this guy is a this director or writer or whomever was a genius or a psycho. It might be both. That's a fine line, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> that is a that's a very fine line. Uh, I kind of am interested to see this guy's two El- killer elevator movies. He has ha- he also has one about a killer lion. So, you know, if animal horror ever comes up on 5-day rentals. Did MGM produce that? I oh, that'd be great. What if they had the like a what if like only lion movies could be MGM? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that was the plan at first. And then they're like, oh, we're not going to fuck. We got like four ideas here. Like, Didn't that lion eat its trainer? Or is that an urban legend? The MGM lion? Yeah, the MGM lion like mauled and killed its handler or trainer or something. That might be a true story. Didn't like they have one word, Alfred Hitchcock? Didn't he direct that shit or something? The lion roar? Yeah, I thought Hitchcock directed that. So he set the camera up? Pointed it at a lion and 
Maybe <laughs> yelled, he yelled action. Yeah. <laughs> and then they shocked the lion because I'm sure it was animal cruelty to get it to This roar. lion is the best actor I've ever worked with. I mean, if you think you can control a lion, you deserve to get mauled. Yeah. <laughs> so That is true. That guy, I was, the handler got what he had coming to him. I always really enjoyed that uh, video of the lady when all those shark attacks were going on in Florida. And she was like, you're going into their home. Like, if you came into my home, I would hurt you too. Like, I was like, yeah, this, this lady is right. Mm-hmm. Pretty much stop complaining about getting bitten by sharks. That's what you get, motherfucker. Trying to swim. Yeah, you could only cool be mad. Off. You should only be mad if one of them attacks you on land. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're fucking hot because all the fucking pollution that you've been fucking causing. Oh, that was a global warming joke, audience. Mm-hmm. Sorry if we lost any listeners there. We we all heard your flat Earth bits up top. <laughs> I was a character. Kyle. That that sort of reversed itself, I think, at the end. Yeah, it kind of came full circle. <laughs> yeah, that that character had a whole arc. Did it? <laughs> How well, funny is we'll it? We'll have to re-listen by, <laughs> by our standards, I, probably. Yeah. That your mom has to tell you to stop listening to QAnon. <laughs> That's my story, guys. It really happened. She's a smart lady. Can we get a shout out to the moms here? Mom, I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the hidden moms. Yeah. And all the hidden gems. Mm-hmm. Hidden gemmas. All right, tonight we're covering Amsterdam, 1988, directed by Dick Moss. Mass? Massive dick. Dick's got mass. <laughs> mass, baby. Dick Moss. Uh, this is our... Good. I just said oh, Dick Moss. Oh, I thought we were I thought we were going to more huge dick jokes. That's what we're best at. I, huge dick jokes come at you, buddy. Well, that meant... It's hard, it's hard to joke when it's my reality. Uh, we'll show that off on the live stream. <laughs> this is our first uh, movie in the category of detectives. We're going to have two more. Uh, so here we go. So see yeah, that's how can, it works. See if you can put all these clues together that we're going to drop <laughs> throughout the episode. I think it's going to be another two movie about detectives, guys. <clears throat> all right, gentlemen. Amsterdam. We, of course, have an opening here of a scuba diver in the canals of Amsterdam. He's kind of uh, bobbing up and down, seeing where he's at. Uh, He's getting closer and closer to the lights of the city of Amsterdam. He stops, apparently, gets out of the water in a full scuba diving suit to steal a knife. Oh, is that is that what is happening at the restaurant? Yeah, he yeah. steals the knife. Okay, which does yeah. There's no way they wouldn't hear his fucking flippers <laughs> or his like tank. Yeah. 
well, I couldn't figure out why we were stopping into this Asian restaurant in the first place. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the guy, he's, he's cutting the chicken and he's got the big ass knife. Uh huh. And then they kind of, in one shot, move away and then come back and the knife's gone. Oh, okay. He's complaining that he's like, where's the knife at? Where's the knife at? So <laughs> apparently he stops and gets a knife. If this was your MO, why wouldn't you already have your tool to kill people? Well, I think if he- I'm going through the through the motions of scuba diving in the canals of Amsterdam to kill people, I would at least have a fucking killing tool. Maybe he just went out for a night swim and then decided to murder someone. Mm-hmm. He, maybe he's the maybe. MacGyver of murder. He just picks up what he can find along the way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more. He's like a yeah. elemental killer. Just like, all right, whatever I can find, I'm just going to kill you with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, right. we know he has a diver knife, obviously, because they find. Well, why didn't he just use that knife? Oh, that's what I was saying. I'm like, well, that's an emergency knife. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to pin it on the Chinese restaurant guy. It's like when you're playing a shooter, you know, and you're like, I'm going to hold on to this RPG <laughs> for because I don't know if there's a boss at the end of this level. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to stash I'm gonna keep, that. I'm going to keep my pistol through the whole game. Yeah. Just use my sniper rifle. Yeah. So he steals the knife. He gets back into the water. Uh, he kind of floats up close to some fighting at a bar. We cut to a hooker that's getting off of work. She gets into the cab. Um, she yells, no more uh, bushy. And don't ask our, what does she say? No more money, no more bushy. And don't ask me to go Dutch. Mm-hmm. So she gets into the car with a cab driver. Uh, he's, she's pretty much take me home. She, she, uh, he starts to get a little rough with her here, uh, wanting her to provide her services for free for taking her home. He says he wants to see her money. Uh, he slams her head into his crotch area, and apparently she takes a bite out of a carrot. Yep. Does, did we hear that sound effect? Yeah, it was. Oof. At at one point when he's like grabbing her head too, he says, "I am a bad guy." Yeah, yeah, I'm the bad guy here, or something. Which I guess is he's at least honest with himself. Yeah, <laughs> about what a piece of shit he is. <laughs> uh, so I he li- throws. Yeah, like he, he, I, I like this. He says, uh, "I'm taking it easy on you. It's not like I want your slit." I thought, I don't know which one of those actions is easier, but <laughs> anyway. The language uh, barrier here does does exist. I will say that with some of the lines in here. Oh, it makes it so much better, though. Which yeah. Which is kind of funny. It it takes cheesy dialogue up a notch. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Watch this movie dubbed. <laughs> so... Uh, Naturally, he throws her out of the car, calls her a stinking whore. She's picking up all her belongings. We get an old bum lady that walks by and asks if she's all right. She says, yeah, I'm good. Uh, then she kind of walks off. She turns around. 
we got the scuba diver just stabbing the fuck out of this hooker and drags her into the water. So next we cut to a flyover of the beautiful city of Amsterdam and we pretty much get a history lesson here, a tourist, almost a tourist guide video. Mm-hmm. So we, we fall into a boat tour that's going on here. There's a lady speaking mm-hmm. and the children are there. We got some nuns in there. We got tourists. Yeah. What, a, what a grouping of individuals in this boat. It's all the innocent people. Yeah, it's like a field trip, a bunch of tourists and some nuns in the back. The most they, wholesome group yeah. of people combined. And they're simultaneously not paying attention, but paying attention. Because mm-hmm. they're super rowdy. And then when she makes a joke about the payos, they like lose their shit. So she continues her tour and the boat slowly goes under a bridge, which is where our killer here has hung our dead hooker. And, of course, it's a see-through sea, uh, ceiling, I guess, or an overview so you can see all this stuff. And her dead body just drags across this thing, which is great. It's and fantastic. It, up, it is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it ends up... She ends up actually in the opening, just kind of dangling there. Mm-hmm. I mean, she smears blood from the what bow the from the bow there. to the stern. I use my nautical terms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. I mean, that's bad boat captaining, right? Though he should have seen that corpse dangling. <laughs> I would think anybody in the area would see a it's dead hooker daylight. hanging from a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. It, broad daylight. Mm-hmm. It has to be they, low enough that it would drag on the boat. Yep. Well, these tours aren't kicking off at like 7 a.m. This has to be at least 10. Yeah, you should have definitely had a cup of coffee by now. I don't know. What do you think that tour schedule is? You think it's on the hour every hour? I'd yeah, but I think like they have multiple eight to boats. Six, uh, multiple boats, okay. Yeah, I think you're only, you're probably taking out a group every couple hours. Okay. Uh, plus, you want to see morning... You want to see lunchtime. You want to see the evening. Yeah. You want to take the same tour three times. Mm-hmm. Well, you get your choice. If you really want to get a feel for it. Well, I also feel like gotta, Amsterdam's a, a type of city that would have limits on the amount of tour boats, right? I'd say yeah. there's probably traffic control in those canals pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good there. So we have... A beautiful double opening here. Just boom, boom. Double opening. First time in five-day rentals history. You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. All right, we cut to a bathtub, and we cut to our hero here. He's taking a bath. Um, he's at his house. We kind of get a glimpse of his of his bedroom here where we see his pistol and... His detective items that you would have. His everyday carry? Yeah, pretty much, you know. Just what a detective would have around his house. What what else would a detective have? A badge, Kyle? Mm, Maybe. Uh, Cigarettes? Cigarettes. A nice... Cigarettes work. 
Nice blazer. A shattered past. <laughs> yeah. A, a hard-boiled existence. A jaded attitude. Like a... Like a... Uh, a zippo. A, a heart locket, but like the the glass is cracked in it. Mm-hmm. A daughter that threatens to shoot you in the fucking face. <laughs> Bang! Guys, I really... I really felt this movie because that's how my daughter wakes me up every morning. <laughs> she hold, with, with hold, a loaded gun. Yeah, holds a gun up to you. <laughs> so he's in the bath. His wife, or his wife, his daughter walks in with his gun and points it at him and pretty much says, yo, you got to drive me to school today. The, they stole my bike. <laughs> and he's like, well, put that gun down. It's loaded. That's not funny. And just he he's really nonchalant with with this with this dad thing throughout the movie yeah i mean when he, we, i think he asked for it when we point. start yeah when we start to dissect him a little bit more he is one of the more cool characters he's just a european dad dude he's just yeah whatever everything's all right do do whatever you want today mm-hmm. yeah even later on at the, like during the date he literally says that like, yeah, yeah, she'll be fine. She'll yeah. She don't need me around. She's used to my hours or some shit. Uh, the kid's just joking around. He, uh, She gets a phone call. She goes in. She tells the guy that he's in the bath. He's probably masturbating in the john over there. She also calls him Eric, yeah. not dad. She just calls him by his first name. Yeah, our, our lead detective here is called Eric. That's his name. Uh, I guess this is a call about the dead hooker. Yeah. Oh, so. Bones, this this daughter also, like when she bursts into the bathroom, she says you've been in there for an hour. Yeah. Is that, is that a good... Yeah, what did you think of this bathtub setup? Is that a good bath allotment of time? Depends on how hot the goddamn water is. <laughs> I told you guys about the time I was in the bath, and it was way too hot, and I was there for way too long. Yeah, how how long and are you I, staying in there though? Are you hitting an hour? No, I don't think that's, I can do an hour. Soak. But I'm also not a hungover detective. Mm-hmm. Needing that's to cool true. off. Plus, if I mean, obviously, where people are wearing jackets throughout this movie, but they don't they generally don't have air conditioning in Europe, so it might be a, a main way to cool off. To answer your question, I've never taken an hour long bath. Mm. Nor it only nor would I take a bath in the morning. It's a cool down thing. It's not to help me get going. It seems like he might have just drug in like two hours ago, though. Yes, like he might he might have gotten home as the sun was coming up. You don't think he slept? Yeah, she no. says like an hour in the bath, not to mention when you got home. Yeah, like she's sort of calling him out on it. So he. He is winding down the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least. So she, she they get ready for school. Uh, he drops her off. We also got a scene in here where he goes to a bakery, which I don't even think we fucking need. I love it because so. it's got my favorite line of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I kind of was going to skip it, but... He goes, he gets stuck in traffic. He kind of looks over and there's a guy holding up a bakery with a fucking knife. 
So, of course, he runs in and tackles him and arrests him and all that. Is it when he comes out and, he's, and he and he says... Um, the, yeah, the guy behind him is like, it's about time you showed up, asshole. Because <laughs> I, I was like, who was he talking yeah. to? Yeah, well, it's he, the guy behind him cussing him. It's about time you showed up, asshole. I thought the bit in the shop was funny. Yes. Because the guy... The baker the guy, is yeah, pissed. The, the guy is like holding up the baker at knife point. Eric runs in and tackles him. And then the baker is like... You used excessive force. It's like, I think I was going to cut you, dude. Yeah, he says, you used excessive force, plus you destroyed my cakes. Yeah. I only used the finest ingredients. Like, what is that? (laughs) Plus, there's a little insert of the assailant, or like the bad guy, licking and eating the cake. It's like, Mm -hmm. shit, you may as well, your face, face in it, but... Yep. You go you're going away for at least thirty days. It's the Netherlands, so yeah. You know. They got better prisons over there. Holy Amsterdam's shit. way before its time here. Wow. Dude, mm-hmm. that's not a that's not thirty days in Amsterdam. Yeah, it's like twenty eight. They probably like just make you eat the cake before you can leave. <laughs> Do you feel bad All about what you did to the baker? <laughs> yeah. All of it. All of it. You will now do 52 hours of service in the bakery. You must learn to bake with him, and you have career after, not be criminal. You can no longer hold a knife. (laughs) Yeah. So, Eric finally makes it to the scene here. He goes and meets with his, um, the Amsterdam George Costanza here his partner which is kind of his partner but not really i guess he kind of shows up just along the way i didn't catch his name did you guys get his name no i don't think he ever said it just a nameless european so they go over pretty much just giving them all kind of the shit that we've already seen with the opening scene with the dead hooker talking about it she's been stabbed and the, the bum lady seen a a witness or whatever and so they call her over and she says hey it was a monster and something about god or something oh yeah she says something about like it was like god punishing her because she was a hooker i think yeah yeah that's what she gets or something uh then we cut to lunch and they're kind of just still talking about the case and that's about it on that. We cut back to Eric's apartment. Uh, we got his daughter and her friend, Willie, who is dubbed with a 40-year-old man. And I will say this. This is the movie that I want to see. I want to see Willie's movie. Mm-hmm. Relax. I'm a judo champion. My mother... What does he say? My mother died in a... Codex or something. Yeah, the riverside. My aunt died on the river. Yeah, I think is what he says. So apparently, this guy is into. I don't. What Wiccan? He's he's a psychic. Yeah, Yeah, psychic. He's a seer, dude. (laughs) So. And he's right two out of the three times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's a pretty good hit rate for a seer. So they go. I think he. I guess he's trying to. Yeah, his talk to his aunt who died by the river. 
uh, we got Eric who comes home with some groceries and Willie leaves and they just talk about some family. I think she's just complaining about peanut butter and jam and shit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, she does so we, what I do. She asks, did you remember peanut butter this time? And he says, there's more to life than peanut butter. And she's like, no jelly either. Something this else. This is a legit argument I have in my house. Did Did you bring in your fiance to watch this scene? <laughs> and then you were she, just like, see, see, told you. She came in in the latter half. So we cut to nighttime. We got two guys in a boat that are testing the water outside a nuclear uh, plant. I guess their MO here is to see if there's a leak or anything, any radiation in the water, I guess. And speaking of leaks. Already? No. The one guy in the boat is going to take a leak. That's what he says. I thought you had a pee. I was like, no, no, no. damn. That, that did seem suspect. Like, if you're looking for contaminants in the water, and then Maybe you don't, why would you pee, piss don't in it? pee in your spot. <laughs> yeah. And then your buddy's just going to piss in there. And then what are you going to say? The nuclear plant is leaking piss into the water? It's a total frame job. We've dude. got some interesting findings <laughs> from the canal. Well, also, so they, these guys kind of get what's coming to him for trying to snitch anyway yeah. <laughs> out there He's powering a whole city uh, yeah bastards out there taking samples at 3 a.m trying to get some nuclear scientist in trouble so they see some bubbles in the water uh they freak out they pull up their little testing thing and what the fuck is that a piece of like a missile like what is that I, they pulled up. Okay, I, I watched this twice, and I was like, I don't what understand the fuck it. is this? I, Some sort of testing device. Yeah, I, th- I think it's something that they can lower and take samples at various depths in the water. Oh, did yeah. he just, oh so he just bent it all up and shit. Yes, yeah, that was yeah. the confusing oh, okay. part to me. Like, why was he, like, freaked out? Because it almost looked like a, like a end of a missile or something yeah, to me. I was like, exactly. what the fuck is that? I think it's okay. to imply that, like he's strong or something and can mangle shit. I guess he can punch yeah. holes in the sides of he's boats. Strong as hell, dude. He can bend up this metal. <laughs> Fucking have test. you ever seen a real scuba diver? That well, and he drags Fit. a tugboat later, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, "Let's hightail it out of here. This is crazy." One guy turns around to turn on the mower or the mower, the motor. And one just disappears right out the boat. Like, you don't even hear him fall in the fucking water. No. Oh, also these guys say, when they're taking the samples, they say we haven't even found a turd or a rubber yet. <laughs> that must be common, see? Yeah. I think these people in Holland are just shitting right into the canal. Shitting and... Well, they shit into a condom and throw it into the canal. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least contained, I guess. Yeah. That'd be kind of hard. I don't want to be a polluter. (laughs) I couldn't poop into a condom. (laughs) Karan, I think you should take on this science experiment. Oh, you you, totally do. You you just gotta have your you gotta have your buddy hold it open (laughs) at the top. (laughs) So 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 the turd can drop in. (laughs) So you unroll it first. Yeah, and then pull. Okay, you don't poop into it and then roll it down the turd. (laughs) You got your buddy has to open the top, and then he's kind of gotta like help it help it down. 
as it starts to go. All right. Well, I'll be the pooper. You be the holder. Oh, no, dude. Holder is the worst job. No, I hate opening. I hope I hate getting condom on my fingers, man. <laughs> Why? That's a badge that's, of honor, bro. That's that's the least of my worries in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I would I have get the shit in a condom. And I don't should have to... put condoms on his fingers before. <laughs> <laughs> if you come out of that scenario with just condom on your fingers, count yourself lucky, dude. I'm the shitter. I don't have to get any condoms on my finger. Yeah, yeah but if that's your biggest hang-up here, then... My fingers aren't going to smell weird when I eat our burritos from Taco Bell later. <laughs> they will, though. They will. <laughs> and no one's going to be saying your hands smell like condom. And I'm not holding the condoms after we eat Taco Bell, guys. <laughs> no. Thanks to our sponsor tonight, Taco Bell. Live Moss. Dick Moss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. Dick Moss. Um, so this guy freaks because his buddy disappears. He pulls up the anchor, and of course his buddy's head is on it, which doesn't awesome. look too bad. I, I awesome. thought it looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. He wigs out and just jumps off the fucking boat and starts swimming to shore. Uh, we got a service truck that goes by here. He He's like waving him down. Hey, hey. Come and get me. Uh, the truck driver stops. His buddy asks, what are you doing? He said, I've seen a guy down there. I'm going to go see what he wants. So he heads down there, and we got the scuba killer comes right out of the water and just drags his fool into the water. Uh, next, we got the factory scene. The next day, we got Eric checking out the scene again. Uh, he kind of goes through the same... Uh, Amsterdam George Costanza's giving him all the details here. Martin? Is his name Martin? Yeah, no. No, that's the psychiatrist. Oh, okay. I should have letterboxed that. What a fucking film podcast we are. Um, we'll just call him Netherlands George Costanza. Sure. <laughs> so he's talking to the guy and all of a sudden he hears some yelling about a camera and all this shit so he goes over and this is where we meet uh holland's sean penn oh man what a looker jo- this guy is john who looks nothing like sean penn no potter maybe is the other guy's other cop's name i'm trying to look in it? imdb to save you mm-hmm. there's potter yeah it might be because there's a girl, too. Yeah. Okay. Potter. We'll go with that. Yeah. So he says, oh, yeah, this is Holland's Sean Penn. And he apparently John here is his name. He's from the River Police. How many police forces do they have? Street and water. You'd think it'd be his jurisdiction. Air? Yeah. Like, why do we have Eric on this case? Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, we've met 13 years ago. He stole my fucking girlfriend from me, pretty much. So I guess they had some beef there, but they get over it. Then we uh, <laughs> we get some boys out there in the water. They find a depth meter, and uh, Eric asks, oh, do we have a diver here? He says, well, we can't be for sure. Oh, we cut back to the police station. 
Is this also the part where there's like a lot, there's a bit of dialogue in here where uh, Eric says like, what were they doing? And the other cop says, apparently they were collecting water samples. And then Eric says, apparently they were the samples. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They were the ones who who ended up being sampled. Sampled. (laughs) Also, uh, I think we skipped over the part where they go to the canteen, right? Like the restaurant. Uh, at the police station uh, did you mention that because i thought they did that after the first murder right no i think that's coming up okay yeah they it's coming up because they go back to the police station and this is where he has the map on the on the wall and he's putting the stuff in there okay and then so they go maps eat. yeah and they're kind of talking about the the case and all that that's where the lady shows up right too and uh, and this is where we meet the director as well. He comes in and says, oh, I'm glad you guys are working together again or whatever. And uh, just keep me posted pretty much on what's going on. And the guy, that's where that guy comes in and says they have over 8,000 divers in the Netherlands. And they have a big ass thing of papers. And that's when they cut to, uh, oh no, they go to the corner next. And to see the hooker and the other two dudes. Right. So we we got the trope of the coroner explaining what's happening to the stripper. She was stabbed 16 times. Uh, he's got the guy's head in the scale from did, the water testers. Did you guys notice that this coroner is super obsessed with what everyone was eating? Okay, so that's why I wanted to bring up the the fact that they ate because there's obsession with food throughout the movie like people eating at a restaurant but yeah the coroner lists what each body has in their stomachs yeah says that like the the hooker had like a high quality burger hamburger and wine yeah top quality beef yeah and then the the two guys right they had a vegetarian lentil and vegetables i think he says they were like poor or something right because they, they even had tofu for dessert. Yeah. I don't know if he was implying poor. I think he was just ripping on them for like being vegetarian. Because he says like they had... Hey. Well, the the coroner said they had lentils, carrots, the usual slop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not judging Bones. The coroner judges. Or, yeah. Or is that a usual sort of like cheap dish in Amsterdam? Yeah, maybe. Amsterdam's definitely on our tour list. But yeah, there's food without. Yeah, so he... Corner kind of explains how the victims died, all that shit. Um, That's when we cut back to lunch. They're having... He's having lunch with John. Same thing. They're just going over the case again. And they're talking. He, I think that's when he explains his old. He was telling them about the old case that he worked. Yeah. Oh, and just yeah. So that's up. lunch with John. He has mm-hmm. lunch with the other guy earlier. Yeah. At like and they're just talking about the, the work case. at the work cafeteria. And yeah, then the I was hooker. like, I was like, fuck yeah, that's like awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like they have a nice ass work cafeteria. When, in Germany, we would stop if we were traveling, and at 
the gas stations, you'd go upstairs and there'd be like a whole cafeteria. You could just eat, like grab a tray and mm-hmm. go grab all your shit. Yeah, they didn't have like McDonald's or any of that shit. I mean, they did, but you want none of that shit. You want that European, that fine European cuisine. Did they have Chick-fil-A? Fuck no, man. Fuck those Christians. Whoa. We're an, a- we're Whoa. an anti-Chick-fil-A podcast, Whoa. right? I don't know. I like Chick-fil-A. I think Kron's a Chick-fil-A fiend. Well, I'm not not a fiend, but... Is there any way to mute him tonight? It's a tasty chicken sandwich. It's a fucking chicken. I can, I can make a chicken sandwich like that. You don't have to... I don't agree with their political stances, but... They deep fry it in holy water, Kron. That's the only... I'm not going to I'm also not going to deny that you can't buy buttons down at the Hobby Lobby. I mean, yeah, we know not you on Sunday, you. bitch. I can't get fine crafts made in Indonesia by slave children and I can't get a chicken sandwich on Sundays. That's fucked up, man. This is America. You could still get one elsewhere. Yeah. Sounds like you're the yeah. loyalist. You go to here. Wendy's. We all know who has the best chicken sandwich. That's Popeyes. Popeyes? Yeah. I get these uh, if I really need a, to like fight that craving. They make some spicy chicken boca patties. I can't tell the difference. Has it been so long that you can't tell the difference anymore? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> although I'll have like- an impo- although I'll have an impossible burger now and then, and I'm like, they fucked me up. This is this is a real fucking burger, right? Like, yeah, I tried one no, of those. And I, no way. I thought it was pretty close. I had the one at Robin Hood, and I was like, yeah, I just ate a burger. I mean, it's probably way worse for you than eating the actual burger. I, I get but, down on those veggies. Yeah, no, I just, just mean with how processed it is and shit, so. Yeah. I try to limit that stuff. I just take a bite right out of the cow, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Cut out the middle, man. That's why I usually just eat lentils and the usual slop. Lentils <laughs> slop. It's the coroner's words, Bones, not mine. <laughs> no, I wasn't ripping on you. I... So we got we, Eric. We he had shows the same, up at we the... keyed into the same thing together. Like, I was, oh, shit, this is. Corners obsessed Kron. with their tummies. Cron, stop fucking making fun of Bones because he's poor, dude. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Listener knows I the one who didn't go to college. <laughs> Mail you some food. No, dude. We gave you half of our credits, so you have a degree now. Mm-hmm. Oh. You can do that now. Yeah. I've been so out of I've been out of academia so long. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, dude, you're a, you're a scholar with us. I tried to log into now. Phoenix University, but I forgot my password. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Eric, our detective. He shows up at a diving school or club, I guess. The biggest in the with- Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. How are you the best diving club? <laughs> Just like a recreational program, basically? They went to, dude, they went to regionals. I guess. 
there has to be some i guess there that, that doesn't seem crazy to have a diving competition but to call yourself the best diving club suspect <laughs> uh he talks to the manager here who's just apparently the people in amsterdam do not like the police apparently because he's just like yeah what the fuck you pretty much get out of here like leave us alone hey get out of here what the fuck <laughs> What the fuck, man? This is fucking trying to blow some bubbles. I'm a Dutch diving instructor. Get the fuck (laughs) out of here, you. I'm I'm not fucking mob connected. What are you, no witness protection? What are you fucking talking about? This fucking guy coming into the diving club. Wanting to look around and shit. But that's what Eric does. He just asks if he can look around. So, yeah, the manager kind of shows him around. Uh, He kind of asks him about the equipment that they're using. Stuff like that. He says like fourteen hundred or fourteen thousand members. Yeah, all, sh- yeah. all share members. the same shed worth of scuba gear. <laughs> Six things <laughs> of scuba gear. Yeah. Um, he walks out onto the little dock there, and this is where we meet our love interest, Laura. Uh, she takes off all of her, well, her. What do you call that? Scuba gear? Suit gear. Not all of it, just like to show her face. And he just pretty much asked her for, you want to go out on a drink? Like, let's go get a drink. She's like, okay, sure. I'll meet you at the bar. Uh, So we cut to the bar. He's sitting there having a, having a drink there, old Eric. On duty. Mm-hmm. On duty, yeah, because that's a true fucking detective, bro. Yeah. Uh, we got Martin, another character. He comes strolling in. Apparently, he is a good-looking savvy guy. Savvy. 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 Saucy. I'm assuming that's what you meant. Savvy guy. 52. Cut that out. Um, <laughs> he comes up to Laura and it's like, hey, like, Let's go to this concert. And Mart or not Martin, uh Eric's like, I thought you were gonna have a drink with me. She's like, Oh yeah, I forgot we were going to this concert. This is Martin. And they just take off. So he gets stood up. Fucking loser. Martin didn't finish or pay for his drink in this scene. Because <laughs> well, he's a he's class got a act. T- he's right? got a tab. I yeah, guess. He gets a tab. Well, he took like one sip though and then just dropped it. Just left it. I don't think anybody finishes their drinks in this film. So we get a we get we get this this is where we get the sweet close up shots of all the scuba gear. Like the tubes, the fucking <laughs> hoses. So many tubes. The, the so knobs. many scuba tubes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have time to look up what all the uh, equipment was. Karan, would you like to inform us? I'm your scuba instructor. Okay, everybody grab your tube in your left hand. (laughs) All right, connect your tube to your hose. All right, that's good. That's good. Do we have to turn our oxygen on? No. Now take your condom full of excrement. (laughs) Throw that out into the canal. <laughs> yeah. That will be your target. Drop that in the water. That's where you're going to 
That's where you're going to launch in. This will be your marker for the extent <laughs> of this training. How to properly dispose of your shit in Amsterdam. Now everyone give me the other end of your hose. I'll hold these above water while you explore the murky depths. Of Amsterdam's beautiful canals. How many times did we write the word anal this week on our notes? <laughs> I don't know, Dan. You tell me. Mine's I can't zero. spell canal I, without I anal. I took zero notes. So, is How the, do you not have notes? I don't. Is this like a... Like, do you see this? Yeah, it's filled with notes of films. Is this like a Jack here, Tor- Is this a Jack Torrance scenario where you just wrote anal fifteen hundred times? <laughs> no anal makes makes a man dull. Yeah. Oh, you're saying because you had to write the word canal. That was the joke. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say, isn't there a porn company called Studio Anal? <laughs> Probably. Because of Studio Canal. Yes, that was. I was doubling up on Dan's <laughs> joke. Well, that na- that apartment complex across the street is really pissed off when that sign went up. <laughs> oh, you got the anal apartment? <laughs> what a view. <laughs> so, yeah, we just got some pretty sweet close-up shots of scuba gear. That's all that really is. Um... Where are we at here? At this point in the movie, were you guys confused by that? Like that it it didn't seem like a 1988 movie, just from the aesthetic of it. Yeah, because feels- I thought it looked really good. Yeah. Personally, I felt like it. It if you had told me it was made in '96, I'd believe you. I think it's got kind of that. I would have thought. I, I guess I would have thought like early '90s like 93 or something. It kind of had that feel about right. it. Let's see. Uh, Twice Dead was 88 as well. And yeah, I would say Amsterdam looked better than Twice Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next we're going to cut to a restaurant where a girl has a Salvation Army that she's kind of just throwing in people's faces to save donate. the clock tower. <laughs> like, yep. So that we, face she's making, mm-hmm. killer. This is killer. I don't, I don't care. I don't understand why he. They just couldn't cut to the alley where she was getting on her fucking bike here. Well, we had to show another restaurant. Yeah. No, we had to show the can of the Salvation Army because that comes back in. Yes. Also, later, I guess that restaurant is weird as hell. It's like a Mex- there's like a yeah a guy in a sombrero playing a guitar, but then they're serving like big tiki drinks and like coconuts. Would you rather go here than the hunger restaurant where the chicks are swimming? I mean, I'm, if I get to watch chicks swim, I'd rather or the Mexican restaurant in MXP. I'd rather eat a hot dog off the floor at Zabulba, dude. <laughs> it wouldn't be on the floor, dude. It'd be in your butt. 
if it ain't pierced, it's fair game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we're putting something in you or through you. Here, t- to answer your question, Dan, we have already been to the Mexican restaurant in MXP <laughs> because that is a Midwest Mexican restaurant. Like, not real Mexican, but it's what we grew up going to. I, I ain't ever seen a fake fucking palm tree in any of the Mexican restaurants I've been. Yeah, maybe I no, have. I know of one on your way to work that has a giant fucking mural of a painted tree like on the wall. Oh, La Familia. Yeah. Yeah. That place sucks. I don't ever go there. They got a chip and salsa bar, though. Bar? You don't have to wait for them to bring you chips. <laughs> yeah, you... It's laziness. You got to do it your fucking self. I don't. I, I don't mind getting up and. For them to bring you the chips takes like thirty seconds. No, you physically got to get up. You forget. I'm saying every that time at a too. normal You're place like, though. Oh fuck yeah, that's right. I got to go get my own chips. No, I'd normal... rather I'd rather get my own because I don't feel as judged. You know, you... if it's like the fourth basket, I'm like, hey, can I get some more chips? You gotta walk through the whole restaurant so everybody can see you. Not that you, dude's been up there five times. No, you send fucking... the next person. It's like I will. I will. Last time you go, you go. Fucking eat alone, Jesus. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Sir, please. Sir, already... you're past your limit, sir. No, only four. Please, sir. I've already been so many times and I'm That's, eating alone. Yeah, you ask the family next to you if they'll <laughs> fill up your basket on the next time they go hey, up. Uh, can you send little Philip up there? I need another. I need another fix. I hit my limit. <laughs> so yeah, she's uh, she's dragging a Salvation Army can around, asking for donations at this restaurant. We cut to her leaving. We got the scuba killer that's apparently in the alley here, dressed in full scuba gear again. Uh, we find out that girl's pretty much stealing this shit. She just puts it all in her pocket. Um, we got the, we got a, a scare here, but it's two police officers that come up behind her. Uh, we get another, she takes off. She has a figure that would stop traffic. <laughs> well, these, these cops too, like, once go to a they sex have, shop. yeah, once they have an interaction yeah, in with window. her, they just go and stare into the window of a sex shop. Yeah. Cause she kind of turns the corner closer to the canal. And then that's when Scuba Killer comes up from the canal and grabs her and carries her into the water. And they come running. And that's all that's all we really see. Next we cut to uh we got two trash guys that are cleaning the trash out of the canal. Uh one guy is kinda dicking around with a pitchfork. He pulls up a a dollar bill. Not a dollar bill, but I don't what is Amsterdam currency called in nineteen eighty eight? It's the Euro now, but I don't know, Dan. You guys didn't do your fucking research. Anyway, it's whatever a twenty is in Amsterdam. I took German, bruh. And that would be a Frank. Uh, that would be a mark. I don't know, a a, <laughs> a roundy or a they probably had some fun name for it. <laughs> roundy? Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't that be a coin? That's what you think. Well, they do so much drugs. They do that all of their 
paper money is rolled up, so they start calling it a roundy. I was going to say it's a billy because it's a bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. It could be any of those things. God damn it. And all three of us have degrees? No. Not, not in Amsterdam's. I have an honorary degree. Not in Amsterdam's currency of the past. Wait. So these guys. What is that? No, go ahead. They're just pulling trash up, and they end up pulling out the girl who gets drugged into the canal. Oh, I was going to say the the thing cleaning up the trash is pretty cool. Like a f- floating like a front end loader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should make sense, because you got to think how many... Yeah, like how many people are just throwing shit in that thing? You're just like... Oh. Tossing it. Right in the canal. Mm-hmm. Done. All right. So they pull the dead body up. We cut back to the police station. Um, we got Eric. He's going over some details about the case with his coworkers. Uh, the director calls him into the office pretty much. This is your classic. The director's going to get onto my ass because we don't have any fucking. We haven't found out any new information about these cases. We got fucking bodies piling up. So he needs answers so he can talk to the mayor and all this other bullshit. Is it pompous and, to think that? Because my thought was, it's funny how much of like an American cliche, like detective story that they're doing. You know, the chief saying the mayor's up my ass and all these other things. Is it? Am I an asshole to think to assume that? Oh, these are all like Hollywood American cliches. I don't know enough about you know European detective stories. Like, how much did we steal from them, or... No, I think we pretty much invented detecting. Okay. <laughs> so, plus one for old USA. Okay. <laughs> because I just got people such a... from Europe didn't discover what is North America. Well, once once they got here, they were Americans, Dan. Yeah. Because they were all European, right? I'm pure-blooded American, baby. My point being, it I just got such a kick out of how much of the trope they were yeah. hitting. The I, drinking on the job, you know, hitting on the chick, wife ran off, you know, bosses on my ass. But I think it, it follows... An American movie template of a detective. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even our main character here looks like a Dutch Bruce Springsteen. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. There was like a uh, Jean Renault kind of in the face. Not a bad looking guy, though. Surprised he didn't have, you know, like. An American acting career. If this guy threw on a little Lincoln Park, would you? Would you? 
We're not going to talk about that, Kyle. <laughs> that was the past. It's the present now. Okay. Okay. That's only on the road from Vegas. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Well, it's not on a, on a canal. Let's say you lost your money in the casino in this handsome Dutchman piece of, piece of Euro trash shows up and <laughs> offers to, you know, give you a ride somewhere. If he had enough billies, I, I would do it. <laughs> what about one crisp uh, roundy? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? That a roundy you, is like you throw on some Lincoln Park. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't control myself. Bet a roundy's like 50 billies. <laughs> Lincoln Park came on the other day and it just reminded came me. Came on of what? <laughs> the dude next to you had a great time? <laughs> and I was like, God, I didn't make that joke, didn't I? Fuck. I don't remember the shit I say. Rachel, listen to that one yet? I don't. Know. Is that Army of the Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, goddamn, where are we at? He's getting so, chewed out by the chief. Chewed out by the chief. Uh, pretty much on his ass about the case. We need more answers. Blah blah blah. Uh, we cut to him in the lobby. John and Eric are talking about the uh, depth meter there. It comes back that it's only been there for like three days. So it pretty much belongs to the killer. Uh, we cut to the art museum. Laura is an art guide. And Eric just stops in and kind of just goes on a little tour with her as she takes the guests through there. Uh, he pretty much just asks her out on a date. And she agrees. Next up, we uh, go to the windmill restaurant that they're at. What a beautiful place. This is a very pro Amsterdam come to Amsterdam movie, I think. This is also minus a the whole tourist. murder. Yeah, <laughs> minus the whole murder. We pull you in with the murder, but don't you want to see our beautiful canals and windmills here? Is that their tourist? Bitch, like their slogan. Tourism comes up many times in this film. Even the mayor mentions it. Then you got the tourist little spiel at the beginning before we get the dead hooker bloodbath there. Mm-hmm. His towel when he gets out of the bath is an Amsterdam towel. Like everything in here is just Amsterdam all over it. It is in Amsterdam. <laughs> Did I mention that this movie is called Amsterdam? It's about it's... a crazy lunatic who dams all the canals in Amsterdam. All the clues are really falling into place on this one. <laughs> well, this is our detective category, Cron. All right, they're on a date. <laughs> and boy, do we have some dialogue here. Um... All right. <laughs> he pretty much, she starts asking him about himself. He says, I'm just a basic cop. Um, what else does he say? Ah, fuck. Did anybody write this down? 
he she says this is a nice place he says yeah i may have a rough job but i like to you know live live well yeah yeah Yeah. she says something about you know what about the schedule and your daughter and he says you know i'd be miserable in a desk job and she's she's used to my crazy schedule anyway so really is sort of just an excuse for him being a deadbeat dad like making excuses she says enough about or he says enough about me what about you and this is where he kind of starts to question her about martin and if he dives anymore and we find out that martin is laura's psychiatrist and apparently after she lost her husband she went and seen martin and he he suggested that she does diving to help clear her mind and all that type of shit. And she says, but enough about me. And he says, all right, my lady, how about sex? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just double checking. Guys. I got nothing to say. I mean, that, have you guys ever ended a date like that? I've started a date like that. <laughs> All right, first off, I'm not paying, and are we going to have sex? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm out of here. I knocked on the door. She said, just a minute. And I said, how about sex? Uh, the lady will take the check, but I have one more question for her. Bunce, did she say, this is her mother. She's upstairs still. <laughs> I said, but I okay. know. so we cut back to eric's place we got willie here and uh his daughter and uh they're using uh some sort of witchcraft to point out on the map to find the killer he needs willie needs a something that belongs to the killer to find out where he is my willie Uh, just needs a little attention now and then yeah i guess i'm talking about willie the character in the film um he kind of goes into almost like a seizure type thing and starts scribbling yeah creeps her out which is kind of funny he hooks into the spirit world dude yeah (laughs) he uses all that wick and he must have been rubbing sticks together all day um he circles a spot on the map so they decide that they're going to go there to find the scuba killer uh, we we cut to that place. Willie's kind of fooling around. He goes to investigate some noises. Uh, the girl follows him. She's, or he scares her. Uh, she pushes him in the water. He says, the scuba guy's in here. Get me out. She says, well, you should have known I was going to push you in the water. Then he's like, I'll get you out out if you do my homework, even my French or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he pulls it out. And then we cut to uh, they walk away and the scuba diver pops out of the water. Whoa. We got Eric here. He drops Laura off from the date. He doesn't end up getting sex. Uh, he goes home, pours himself the tiniest glass of whatever he's drinking that I've ever seen, and then puts ice in it. It's just a nightcap, dude. It's <laughs> a little taste of something to settle your, your tummy. Wash that wine out. Yeah. He, he checks on his daughter, and then he goes to bed. Well, 
Do you notice the drawing on the door? Yeah. Yeah. Some detective this guy is. He doesn't even notice the drawing of Willie strangling the scuba killer. Solved. Willie solved it. Yeah. So we cut back to the police station. This is where we get the old man with no shirt on and his um, little flipper fins here. Dan, did you notice how long that guy's nose is? No. I couldn't tell if it was a really long nose or if the way that the mask seated on his face, it made it look larger, but it, it looked fucking gargantuan. It looks like as long as a middle finger. <laughs> Dan, is there a movie tie-in here? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, he didn't have a shirt on, so it has nothing to do with laundry. No, there's clearly a movie about a character whose nose grows longer and longer. Uh, are you talking about Tenet again? So we get this old dude He shows up He says he's the killer Everybody has a good laugh And Temporal pincer movement (laughs) We cut to a woman Who's floating in the middle of the canal I'm not sure that's the smartest thing to do Um, We got a guy He's kind of yelling at her, like, let's go. You know how my mom and dad get when we're late? We got a kind of a Jaws moment here because we see the bubbles behind her for the uh, scuba killer. A Joss moment? Yeah. Oh, I meant Joss. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Josh? 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 So, um, Multiple Jaws references, I feel like. I feel like later yeah. with the mayor and, like, his whole spiel. Yeah, there's... And then he's like, we're going to Somebody watched Jaws before they made this. <laughs> we're going to need another boat because I just crashed this yeah. one. Uh, I kind of like this scene, though. Uh, he puts his, the scuba killer puts his face up. It's a see-through, like, floaty that she's in. And uh, he sticks his knife through and he kind of twists it around and cuts her right into her Netherland regions. Nice. What do you? Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Did you write that's better, that down? That's in your better notes? than mine. What'd you have? Oh, did you just notice the quick cut to a pussy cat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was pretty that was, good too. Yeah, that was a good little. And guys, this is where we come to our pee break. Okay, because. I think the listener deserves it, and I think we deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Go just look this. out, look out for any knives. By just your don't willies. shit in any condoms, please. No, do do so you can mark where you need to jump in the water. I'm gonna buy a shitload of condoms now. If I gotta start shitting in condoms, Why you, gotta, you don't you don't have a bunch? Nah, bro. You should just have a. Stockpile ready to go. I should, should have. Uh, when the moment strikes, yeah, they're they're fun. And you got to go dive alone. In. You guys use magnums or trojans? I Am I shitting s- in them or not? 
Yeah. <laughs> For what purpose? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you guys don't use condoms to have sex. So. <laughs> You've made it this far into the podcast. Why not take it a little bit further? Find us online at Letterboxd, 5-Day Rentals. Hell, you can even send us an email at 5DayRentalsPodcast at gmail.com. All right. Welcome back to 5-Day Rentals, y'all. Hopefully you got a little piss in there and hopefully you got some beers or you know whatever you drink well maybe they're, they're drinking piss maybe they're driving even better dude i drive better when i drink so they mm-hmm. peed in a gatorade bottle and shit in a condom yeah <laughs> hopefully we don't have that too many dedicated fans when you got a <clears throat> When you got to get to Reno from Reno to Barstow, dude, you do what you got to do. When you got a convoy to lead, mm-hmm. not telling what you're going to do. And maybe your neighbor will leave a condom full of shit in your kitchen. <laughs> well, like, dude, you can shit in my kitchen, but you it better be in a condom. <laughs> I think Dan's biggest gripe would be that if he picked it up, his fingers might smell like condom. Condom, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're referencing a off <laughs> off mic conversation <laughs> I had a neighbor who quit drinking because he shit in his living or his kitchen so that's 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 it did, did he say that guy listens yeah <laughs> might not yeah. want to tell his story <laughs> shout out to van baby what's up van jesus love Christ. you dude thanks for listening he's a cool guy is he a cul-de-sac bro yeah, he's on my uh, left. Minus one listener. You, you mean your port side? Yeah, totally. On the poop deck? Poop there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we cut to the director. He's meeting with the mayor. The mayor is, he said, this, we got to fucking find this killer. We want to... We want to take uh, Eric off the case. He says, no, we need more time. Eric's our best guy. Mayor pretty much says, yo, look, you got three days to find a killer. So uh, let's make that happen. Uh, We got Laura. She's at Martin's office. Uh, She's in a therapy session, I guess. Uh, Martin wants to know more about Eric. That's pretty much what this boils down to. Uh, She asked if if Eric has asked about him or he asks if Eric has asked about him and she's, she goes through like, I'm pretty much tired of you and are asking me questions. Let me ask you questions. It's kind of a whatever. So they're friends. He's her psychologist, but they're mm-hmm. friends and they go out and do stuff together. Yeah. And he uh, all, he's, he's, he's a terrible he's, Go ahead. He's totally got the hots for her, too. I mean. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and then he admits it here, right? Because he says, uh-huh. yeah, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you put this on top of the <laughs> what we find out later about him. This dude is, a, is just a terrible psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Breaking all sorts of rules. 
Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Um, next up, we got a uh, we got a we got a scene of the guys keep two cops keeping a spotlight spotlighting the canal, like searching for the scuba killer, I guess. And one dude gets freaked out and shoots a fucking duck. Next, we hit a we hit a. We got a cut here of John and Eric just booking it down some steps. They're getting briefed from uh, Netherlands George Costanza there about a possible suspect who got fired from like a, I say like an oil rig or some shit. Yeah, I like this scene because the cop who's like kind of talking these guys through it is basically just like, "We found a guy. He has a wetsuit and he has used rope. I think it's him." Yeah, it's like okay. It's pretty thin, but... Well, the John guy goes on earlier that the depth finder, right? Mm-hmm. They had, they did some analysis on that, and they said like it would be somebody that was on an oil rig or around some shit, right? Yeah. So that helped them narrow it down. So these guys, they book it over to a hotel that this guy's supposedly staying at. Um... Apparently in Amsterdam, there's no such thing as a fucking search warrant because they just bust the fuck right in. Do you need a search warrant for a hotel? I don't know. You tell me. I, it's been a really long I, time since I detected anything. I didn't. I mean, if I was in a hotel, I'd say, yo, copper. What I can't get in here without some papers. I can tell you that whenever we had to do like a fire inspection at a hotel, we had to have like the owner with us or whatever. And we would knock on the door because we would do all the empty rooms and then knock. And then they would basically go in and say like, Hey, we need to do our check. Yada, yada. And like, you know, ask for permission to give them time to clean up or whatever. But it was pretty much, you know, we can come in the room if we need to come in the room. So maybe there's some rule that since it's a hotel, they can bust in. Yeah, I mean, I don't he's know. wanted for a fucking crime here. Yeah. So they bust... Uh, allegedly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's not been found guilty or anything, but... No search warrant, he's guilty. Um, they bust in the room. Uh, they found a scuba suit hanging in his shower. They find some pictures of the guy, which is another trope. Um, one of them... The lady here checks the WC. Do you guys know what that is? It's a shitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they Water call it. Water closet. Water closet, yeah. Yeah. We teach things here. Yeah. Sure. Um, she hears a motorcycle startup and looks out the bathroom window, and we see a guy take off on a motorcycle. I said motor pod. <laughs> the fuck? Motor piss. <laughs> the name of our band, Kyle. <laughs> um, she says, hey, yo, Eric, the guy just left on a motorcycle. Uh, he said, okay, I'm going to jump out this window. <laughs> Second pick in a row, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about two stories shy of Chow and Fat's jump, but it still it's, looked it's, painful. It's no Chow Fat jump, but yeah, it'll do. Um... They get into a police car. 
who's he is he with potter here the uh john the guy i think it's a different guy that was driving the car earlier pulls up and is like get in i thought it was i believe it's an african-american gentleman i thought oh i thought it was holland sean penn yeah i was kind of thinking it was john as well yeah but i don't know I think well, it might be John. because they made John stay behind. Yeah, I think John hangs back uh, while they go in, and then he swings the car around to get him. Right in, listeners. Did I say African-American in reference to a black Dutch guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. I apologize for the ignorance. On the way there, Eric calls in the horse cops. So they said, yeah, man, we're on our way. Uh, they chase this guy all the way through. We got a classic bridge going up here. Uh, he tries to get up it with his motorcycle, but he can't cut it, guys. So he's stuck there up at the top. And I will say that this motorcycle sliding down this bridge is like one of the coolest fucking sound effects, I think, that I've ever heard. I was like, oh, gee, that's fucking badass. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. It's a real uh, maximum overdrive scenario with this bridge. Mm-hmm. What's that? You know, you know, Dan. You know damn well what it is. I never want to hear the word "smut wall" come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum Overdrive is the second film in five-day rental history, and apparently, Bean agrees. It's in the unaired episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of these days. It'll be on our Patreon. Yeah. We don't really have a Patreon, so if there's anybody out there <laughs> trying to find that. I'll just email it to you. You email me, and I'll email you Maximum we'll Dropbox it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listener, it is out there on Patreon. You're just not looking hard enough. And then you guys cash app us whatever you think it's worth. <laughs> get a, we'll get a fucking money request, dude. <laughs> we got to pay them yeah. $5. You owe me, you you owe owe me one roundy. Yeah. <laughs> At least they're not charging a billy here. Um, We cut to the interrogation room. We got, uh, we got Eric here acting like a total fucking badass dude. The, uh, this is the most uh, cliche dialogue. I will say, I was just about to say, we get into some pretty good uh, tropey stuff here. Uh, they go back and forth. The suspect just spits into Eric's face, which is just a uh, horrible. Ugh. Like, that's real. That was a real one. Like, oof. So he's pretty much like, I'm done. We got the, I think Potter comes in and accidentally puts his hand into a... <laughs> A cigarette, uh, an ashtray there. I he, don't know if anybody caught that. Yeah, he and well earlier in the movie he also tries to like lean up against a lamp. Oh, when he's yeah. talking to Eric and it, and it like down. falls. Yeah, so he gets a. Little, I I kind of like that they they give him some quirks. Yeah, he's you know real, they give the he's a real magoo. Yeah. <laughs> so. What is it? Potter steps in. Eric goes and gets a cup of coffee that he takes one sip out of and then throws away. And it's like a free uh, coffee machine. 
Yeah, he struggles with it, though. Yeah. I don't even think he pushes the button. <laughs> but uh, we got the director. He comes up and pretty much says congrats. Like, we got him. And Eric's like, I don't know, man. Like, he says that, uh, what does he say? Uh, killing is not his thing. He said he just used rope and likes to swim. <laughs> So pretty much too early to know here. Uh, we cut to Eric uh, drinking in his car. He's kind of depressed. He goes to Laura's place and uh, the sex and how ensues. about sex? He gets that sex that he asked about and like a week earlier. The woman doing the dub for the moaning. <laughs> She's. Uh, She's a professional, I will say. Does she need an, does she need an Oscar? I don't know. But when I was watching this on the treadmill today. <laughs> I like, I flipped the phone down because I knew the sex scene was coming. But even just the audio was like, ooh, So you got shit. all audio? <laughs> I thought maybe you had an iPad and you were like, the guy running next to you, you were like, check this out. Hey, here, here, listen to this. Listen to those moans, bro. Check, yeah. Sounds real, doesn't it? Take my AirPod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch this Dutch movie with me. So we cut to an old man drinking in his houseboat here. Uh, he gets up to piss in the sink, which I think is hilarious. It's full, Apparently. Of, it's full of his dishes, dude. Oh, yeah. He's shit wash face, bro. You don't, don't give a shit. I don't know. It's all water, bro. Dude, he's, he's on been a, drinking all day. He's on a boat. Literally walk to the edge. It's, it's raining, raining outside, bro. Ron. I would rather piss in the rain than piss all over my dishes. Well, you do that experiment at home, and let's see how it goes. Stand in the doorway and or, piss on the deck, and let the water wash it off. You got a lot of. Sh- we get. Me and Bones are going to piss all over your dishes when we get there for the visit. I'm not going to let you in if you're planning to piss all over my dishes. Okay. Well, I'm going to piss right outside whatever door frame I can find. If there is a dish in your sink, <laughs> I'm going to make check. an ordeal. <laughs> and we're going to be drinking all weekend, so shit is going in that kitchen, bro. Shit? <laughs> As long as it's wrapped. Yeah, con- condoms <laughs> full of it. <laughs> All right, so we get some cuts of the scuba killer here cutting the ropes because the boat is docked or is docked to the to Amsterdam, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Techni- right? Technically, yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I am right there. So um, I, I park my car in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, old dude starts hearing some noises and the boat starts to kind of pull away from the shore there. And uh, he, he gets his shotgun. Uh, we got the scuba killer. He starts... What is he using here to knock the holes into the side of the boat? Do we know or I no. just I thought it was part of his super strength. Yeah. I guess he's punching holes in this boat. 
So he pretty much sinks this boat. Uh, there's a passerby that calls the cops, like, hey, you guys need to get here quick. This boat's in trouble. Uh, we cut to the next morning. John here is gearing up on another boat to go check out the old man's sunken boat. Uh, they keep asking for Eric, but there's no sign of Eric. They said they're trying to get a hold of him. Uh, anyway, John's like, I'm going by myself. So he gears up and jumps in, dives down to the old boat. <clears throat> uh, he's kind of swimming around down in there. He finds the old man dead. Uh, we got a, we got the killer who's still in the boat. So we got a full-on scuba fight here, guys. Uh, first day. Thunderball first, style, huh, Dan? Yeah, I'm just going to say it's been a long week of scuba for me because I did watch Thunderball as well. So, And that's a good hour and 15 minutes of underwater. There is a shit ton of like scuba. And they swim fast as shit in that movie. I'm like, God damn, these guys can go. I don't know if they... Did they speed up the camera for that? Yeah, or? there was definitely speed ramping, I think. But... Can, can you stab someone like, underwater? Yeah. Yeah? Like you can move your arm fast enough with enough force through water? I think so. I mean, so. eventually it'll get there. I don't know. Yeah, eventually it'll get to the other person, but it has to have enough force to go through them. It's a, If it's a sharp knife, it's going through you. You gotta do it like this. I don't think you could do that. I don't think you could do like a slash. Right. I think, you, I think you'd have to do sort of a straight, stabbed him right straight away. poke. Yeah. yeah, but even a poke, you're... You're just moving slow. I don't. I'm th- well. I'm thinking of like in my water aerobics class. <laughs> do you guys do synchronized? I. <laughs> the sp- obviously he didn't shave. The silence made me think <laughs> that you guys were like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm fine with it, dude. Nothing surprises us. Low impact. Mm-hmm. Good tunes. So, nice people. <laughs> they always bake shit. I cannot listen. You know the groove is in the heart? You know that song? No. Yeah, no, you'd know it. It's a Billie Eilish song. Yeah. It's uh, I'm not gonna sing it. From the fucking nineties, very groovy. I'll send you the fucking song later. The groove anyway, I can't is in hear the heart. Just if you say "groove is in the heart," uh, groove is in the heart. That song. Anyway, before when I was a kid, before I moved out of Guam, we got to stay at like this little resort for like four or five days, and. We were just doing the water slide. They had this big-ass water slide that was great, and you'd have to climb up 10 stories, 12 stories or whatever. And every morning there was like a water aerobics class, and I swear the instructor had that song on repeat. So now when I ever I hear that song, I have a visual connection of like an overweight Guamanian woman dancing, (laughs) doing water aerobics to it. 
Let's get back to the movie. <laughs> and then you... What? So this is why you're so attracted to water aerobics. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or I, I was going to say this is why you bust when that song comes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our killer here stabs John. Jury's still out. He he slowly stabs him. Yeah. He slowly stabs him, and John dies a slow death. Uh, We got the guy. He pulls John up. He's pretty much cut a few times, and he even has time to slit his throat under there, apparently. Uh, We got this new guy who they have to pretty much explain, like, what scuba diving is to him and all this shit. He's like, oh, shit, there's some bubbles over there. Let's chase the bubbles. That must be the killer. So they call in all their backup. They say they got him. They chase it all the way to a, uh, is this a levee-like lock? Yeah. Yeah. So they lock him in there, and they drain the water. They call it. Eric finally shows up, and they're like, we got him. And he's like, I don't think so. And uh, they finally get the water down to a low level to where they find it's just a scuba tank that was turned on. So This is after 45 cops with BB guns show up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call it backup in. <laughs> I mean, say what you will, but that guy's going to have some bumps all over him from those BB guns. Yeah. We cut to Eric driving with um, Potter here. They get a call that they just found a guy breaking, breaking, breaking and entering, Jesus Christ, into a marina. So they quickly turn around and get to that marina very quickly. Um, they go inside. They're searching around. Uh, we get Scuba Killer pops up here and shoots a spear gun right into the sleeve of Potter. I don't think it hits him in the arm. And kind of just sticks him into the wall there. He says he's wounded. But it it doesn't come up later. Yeah, and when he's at the hospital, he doesn't have like a bandage or anything. Well, he didn't want to take attention away from Eric. That would have been kind of shitty. Yeah, that's true. He probably knows he's just a minor character in this story anyway. (laughs) They're not going to care anyway. He's just stepping aside like he should. So we got Scuba Guy, he escapes, he starts running onto the dock, and he jumps into a boat, and Eric runs in, jumps into another boat, and asks, hey, how do I start this thing? And the guy says, oh, just hit the red button and do this. We we get Potter here, he tries to jump on the back, and Eric goes, and he falls right into the water. You got a good laughing moment there. And this is a boat chase it's a hell of a boat chase yeah it is a hell of a boat chase ladies and gentlemen looks great um we're moving fast here uh high speed we got some turning we got some jet boating um well this this scene has like every kind of obstacle there's like a there's a rowing team, yep, tight, yep. tight turns, a jump, a 
tourist boat, a band boat. It's like, I couldn't believe at some point they didn't just have two boats crossing with a big pane of glass. Well, they do that. that they do that they, joke later with the car. Yeah, they yeah. do have like two guys carrying a big, I don't Pia- know, some pipe organ piano. or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah pipe organ. What do you call a marching band if it's on a boat? Boat band? Yeah, I was going to say rowing band. band? Well. No, yeah. that's that's a rowing team. Boating band? Yeah. Water band? Just a boat band. Just a, just a boat band. All I want to be a boat band. Don't need a credit card. <laughs> I, I turned on the radio today and it was ending. I was like, Yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was about 30 seconds. What well, do you think about the... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say there's also a part in here where like Eric kind of gets knocked off the back. That's what I was like, going to bring up. Hanging yeah. off yeah, the there. back of the boat. Wouldn't that propeller be just cutting him to shreds? That's what I kind of thought as well. But it, I think he's going so fast that the water... Uh, keeps them up maybe with that oh like when you're skiing momentum yeah that's what i was kind of thinking yeah too. But i think he kind of yeah. goes right into it almost i'm like Ooh. for the most part he's on the back side of the propeller you know if for any reason he got in between the boat and the propeller that would fuck him up but Isn't i see what the, you're saying i had the same thought like doesn't the propeller come off the back of the motor though it does. It would be down into but the it's, water. Yeah, more. it's down right. a little bit. Yeah. It's an extremely so got- dangerous stunt. Yeah. Assuming that that thing was still spinning. I highly doubt it. I'm pretty sure that boat was probably being pulled by another boat. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that like on the side. But, I mean, it fucking works. It's a good uh good boat chase here and it's like fucking 6 minutes, 7 minutes and there's no score. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's just which is good because the rest of the score is late 80s synth which is also the, done by Dick Mass. Right. So he I it guess is available on Spotify. Is it really? Yes. Okay. Cuz I guess I took took it as like he fancies himself like a John Carpenter. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I kind of got to. And there's a portion of the score that was stuck in my head. And all day I was like, what the fuck is that that it's reminding me of? And it's the beginning few bars of Tina Turner's The Best. So when I went and rewatched it, like I could not not sing Tina Turner while watching this movie. Yeah. Look it up on Spotify. It's fucking Tina Turner's the best. The score is weird though, because it'll it'll like do what you just did, but then like the next little bar will be like it'll be some weird like thing that does not work with I listened to the Amsterdam soundtrack last night and yeah. Did you meditate to it? No, I just kind of skipped through, gave each song about two minutes. There's no singing whatsoever. The last song at the end credits isn't even on there. 
So, but yeah, I think one's called the boat fight or something. Nice. So yeah, we got a, all sorts of action going on here. Uh, Eric gets knocked out of the boat. He gets back in at the last minute and makes the turn so he doesn't crash. We got the scuba killer. He jumps a bridge. Uh, so it all ends up to where scuba killer just runs into a fuel boat and blows up. But guess what, folks? He survives. Mm-hmm. He escapes into a sewage drain and Kron, I know you were just loving this. You felt right at home. They are, they are some grade A rats in this movie. They even had the red eyes. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. God damn. They must have got some real rats. A rat wrangler. So we have a full-on sewer chase. We got some classic Zippo action because, of course, he doesn't have a light. So what else do you do? You fucking blaze up your Zippo, boys. I didn't think it was dark enough to justify a Zippo because it really wasn't doing much. It really wasn't. It's really just to justify the air vent. Mm-hmm. I think it's really just to justify yeah. how much of a badass Eric Visser is. Um, he chases a guy all the way through. Yeah, he finds the air vent with the ladder. He starts to climb up. Of course, we got Scuba Killer here with a spear gun. Loads it up, shoots Eric right in the fucking shoulder. He falls down. Uh, we got Scuba Killer reloading. Eric, quickly being the great detective that he is, reaches for his gun and pops this motherfucker right in the face mask. Shatters it. Mm-hmm. He passes out. Eric does. We cut to a hospital. Eric is waking up. He's got Laura there and he's got Potter there. Uh, Potter informs him that the scuba killer got away. How do you get shot in the goddamn face and not die? How do you drive into a fuel boat, explode and not die? It must be that scuba suit, man. Mm -hmm. How do you stab a guy underwater? That's the only legitimate one that is legit, Kyle. You could slash a guy. We got so many experiments to do when we come to Nashville. <laughs> I'm going to go to the pool tomorrow. <laughs> hey, ma'am, do you mind? <laughs> it's fake. And he'll be like, oh, dude, is that a yeah. butterfly knife? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my presence known. Excuse me, Mr. Lifeguard. This looks weird. It's for a podcast. I'll be... In and out. Science. Yep. Come back up. Got what I needed. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Clear the pool. (laughs) Um, Doctor comes in. He says, all you're going to have is a little bit of a scar. This Uh, is my favorite of the accents. Is the doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Please, you must leave. The patient needs rest. (laughs) Like, it's the most... Like Dutch. Uh, we got Eric here. He starts to care about his daughter, but <laughs> he says she's <laughs> with a friend. Long. So he's like, ah, cool. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we cut back to Martin's place. Laura goes there. Um, she meets the housemaid who's leaving because her sister drank too much coffee or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes in. Martin's not there. She starts to listen to the stereo. She has CDs. This is pretty nice. That lady yeah, was like put, all excited to share like that. There's sherry. 
Mm-hmm. I, that lady was just happy yeah. she was in the movie. I just poured myself a glass. She's like, <laughs> you so, should too. Yeah. <laughs> Get some of the shanty. Uh, she continues to listen to the stereo. She hears a noise. She goes to investigate. This is where we find out that Martin has a marina just at his house. I guess that would be kind of common if you lived in a city of canals. Yeah. Uh, she starts to look around. She starts to find all kinds of clues of a scuba killer. In fact, she finds a Salvation Army 10 from earlier. She finds a scuba suit and a mask, which doesn't really make sense because Martin used to scuba dive. Yeah. But, but he hasn't in a long time. But he's got a wet yeah. scuba oh, yeah, man, or a scuba suit with blood on it and the shattered face mask. So naturally she runs and calls the hospital to where Eric is. She gets a dumbass nurse I, who's pretty good looking. Yeah. I swear when she makes this phone call, it looks like she dials five 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 five. Yep. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic uh, hospital number in I guess. Amsterdam. <laughs> She's just mashing that one button, dude. She probably thought they were going to pan up faster. Yeah. Uh, Eric had received a shot that would make him go to sleep for 12 hours by the doctor. So the nurse is like, I'll take a message. That's the, says, that's the uh, Michael Jackson, right? Now that's forever. Oh, okay. Because we know what you did. <laughs> so uh, we cut to Martin. He finally gets home. Laura hides. Um, the nurse goes in and checks on Eric. He's sleeping peacefully with his watch on. Um, she hides. So not we naked. Got... Oh, no, he's not. I don't think. Well, he's got a blanket on, so who knows? Oh, well, no, because he has those blue got, undies yeah, on. He's got yeah. those blue, those crazy briefs. <laughs> so um, we got the daughter and Willie. They show up to visit Eric. They finally get up to the room, and Eric's, the nurse finally tells him that uh, Laura had called, and he said, well, what day is it? Uh, Wednesday or some shit. So I guess he figures she's at, she's supposed to be at, therapy i guess so i guess that's why they said that uh the kids walk in and he gets up and he's got a great pair of underwear on as we said Mm -hmm. and they said oh where are you going oh daddy's leaving he's fine and then he just leaves the kids there and i think that's the last fucking time we see him right yeah yep (laughs) so he uh, we're oh, we cut back to Martin's place. She's still hiding. She tries to sneak upstairs. He gets up. She goes back to the marina. Uh, Martin hears a sound. He gets his gun. He goes down to his marina, looks around. Laura comes out from under the stairs and beats the shit out of Martin with a paddle. Uh, she's kind of standing there crying after this, and that's when we get boom, scoop a killer comes right up from the water and drags her in, or tries to drag her in. We got Eric who bursts through the door and shoots scuba dude like five times. Mm-hmm. I think I counted five shots. 
he falls back into the water. We cut to like an old canal house here and we got scuba killer going up in this place because apparently, like I said, this scuba suit is just fucking bulletproof. What is So what's your guys' reaction to this the first time you watched it? Like, did you think that it was Martin? Yeah, I thought it was Martin throughout the film. So then did you like Uh, it when, you know, another scuba guy pops out of the water like... Oh shit! What what is this? I kind of figured that Martin wasn't. I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of too obvious. It, I think the ending kind of defeats like the Scooby Doo premise of a who done it. Like you should have seen the killer at some point in the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then to just be like, nope, it's just this whole other weird guy. Mm-hmm. Which is referenced only in the restaurant scene. Yeah. She talks about how Martin's friend who, you know. Because uh, that's why he stopped diving. Yeah, right? got hurt or blah, blah, blah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And and I was going to tie in Mar of Easttown <laughs> and ask you about, like, how do you feel about these mystery things that reveal something that you didn't really get a ton of evidence for like you said like yeah it's lean it leans so heavy martin but you don't get enough of the other guy to sort of warrant the twist i feel like it's more of like a tight package if it is like oh it's and even they are laying it on to martin too heavy yeah. But I almost feel like it should be like, oh, it was actually this guy from like the beginning of the film or, you know, something. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't like in a movie like this, though, where it is just kind of like trope after trope after trope. I'm also fine with the way this ended. I feel like they kind of. I don't know, wigged out on the end here. Yeah, I think they drop it a little bit. It's kind of like a cop-out in the end, but it's, you know, you get a boat chase, you get crazy weird Dutch accents, so. So, all right, Scuba Killer, he goes into, I guess, his hideout. Um, We cut to Martin and Eric and the car. This is where Martin explains who the killer is. I guess it's his buddy. I guess they were working a a job for a chemical company. And I guess there was an accident, and that's where this guy got disfigured because he was picking up uranium ki- hexafluoride. Yeah. Yeah. Hexafluoride. Yeah. Yeah. No notes, buddy. No notes. He's got like ten pages, guys. Um, I'd show you my we- desk that's empty, but my dick's out. so we cut to scuba killer here with just his photos Mm -hmm. of all the times it shows him with martin catching a shark or something and the good old days um after i murder i pull out my phone and whip through a few photos Mm -hmm. (laughs) remember the good times yeah try to bring myself back down Mm -hmm. take a few the angry, the anger go away. Uh, Martin kind of goes through more of the story. He wants revenge on society and all this. He, uh, 
we cut back to scuba killer. He's loading his spear gun. Uh, he puts it into his mouth and he lets that baby go. So we got a full on spear gun suicide here, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Martin and Eric. They show up. They go in. They see that he's dead. You know come what? back out. Fuck it. Arrest him anyway. Yeah, cuff that motherfucker. Yeah, take him in. I would fucking cuff him. Of seven. I shot yeah. him. He blew up. <laughs> yeah. The a guy spear survived. in his head is not going to stop me. Six bullets in an explosion. Like, yeah. Make sure he's dead. What's a spear? Yeah. No telling what diseases he has for scuba and, and fucking these canals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to happy times with Eric and Laura here. They're having some fun on a little paddle boat. And uh, Eric just pretends like somebody grabbed his foot in the water. We all have a great laugh. End credits, ladies and gentlemen. Amsterdam, 1988. Did you guys notice in the end credits there was stunt coordinator? And the person listed his name Dickie Beer. <laughs> That's where I finally paused it when I stopped. I did notice that, though. What a great name. I got some great names over here in Dutch. <laughs> so, gentlemen, final thoughts here. Or do we want some research? What do you want? Just with some facts. Mm-hmm. Speedboat Chase was referenced to a movie called Puppet on a Chain from 1971 that was also filmed in Amsterdam. Uh, you can find that clip on YouTube. Pretty good. Uh, we got some guns in there, and it also starts a little further out in the uh, the ocean area. I thought it was pretty cool when they were jumping the uh, some of the shrubbery and shit in there. Eric and Laura both dub their own English dubs. So that is their voices for the dubs. Nice. Uh, Dick Moss, he passed on directing Nightmare on Elm Street sequel to do this movie. Which one? And he, two? Uh, two. Wow. I believe. That's so the, he's, uh, the, the gay one, right? The gayest nightmare. Yeah. So he said he regrets it, that he should have just put Amsterdam on hold, but, you know. Uh, we talked earlier that he did the entire soundtrack. It is available on Spotify. As is this uh, podcast. As is this podcast. And check us out uh, wherever you find podcasts. This was released November 25th, 1988 in the United States. Um, it was released in Europe first. They did many dubs. This was also bought by, it went to a film festival and it was sold. It was like the second highest uh, one sold that year. So that's why it got so many dubs and releases. Worldwide, it grossed 98K. Well, a little over 98K. That's it? Oh, it was 88, so. Still feels super low. Yeah. Hey. I mean, what can I do, man? I can't, I can't go back to 1988 and make my parents go watch Amsterdam. 
I mean, have you tried? If we if we got enough plutonium together, we could. Can I ask you guys this? Just not out uranium of, hexafluoride. Yeah. She'll fuck out of you all up. The f- out of all the five-day rental movies we've covered, like which one would you make your parents watch? And then they would have to listen to our show afterwards. They're thinking. Shit, I guess I need to think of one. I don't know, Rad. (laughs) I don't know if my parents would sit through Rad. That's at least the most... Well, if I was just going to pick one, I'd be Convoy. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say Black Dog. I think my parents would sit through the movie, but they wouldn't sit through the podcast. No. They'd be like, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, the show sucks. I wouldn't expect anybody to listen to it. You're 36. What are you doing? <laughs> you're still doing this shit? Uh, Anything else? No, that's it for research. Not much there on a good old Amsterdam. So final thoughts, gentlemen. Kyle? Uh, it was a lot of fun. This was more fun than I thought it would be. Uh, it is just kind of like trope after trope, but that is also kind of what makes it so enjoyable. It's interesting to see a foreign production of an American movie. (laughs) Yeah. Bonesy? There is a fascinating ratio of the detective mystery trope to all of this European weirdness that really makes it shine. A daughter that's willing to point a gun at her father, the friend of the daughter, like friend of the daughter who is clairvoyant somehow. Um, just the like all the humor with the side characters. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I do think that the mystery itself is kind of a letdown. And the fact that your um, villain just shoots himself in the end <laughs> is pretty anticlimactic. And I really think they should have had Eric at least bust in there and shoot the dude. Just to get, like, a last satisfaction. Or something. Yeah, you know, or... He did already shoot him six times. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Well, here's the deal. As we were going through this, it kind of came to me that Eric has sort of the Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, like... He does nothing in the movie that result... That changes the effect... (laughs) Right? Like he kind of shoots him off of Laura at the end, but that's it. He does no real investigation. No. Doesn't do any sort of. He kind of just shows up to work every day. Yeah, just. Yeah, he shows up to work, shows up late to crime scenes. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's fucked. Randomly goes to a marina, immediately stops working, hits on a chick. Gets a drink on duty, so it yeah. 
Really, all well, he I does he... is shoot shoot the dude off of Laura. I mean, even uh, him not saved, chasing He saved him. the bakery as well, guys. Yeah, okay. yeah it, it is kind of amazing that the case gets solved knowing Eric's involvement in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if anything, he hindered the hindered, investigation. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, guys are really... what I didn't uh, talk about at the time was the Laura really sells the... She has a great scream when the killer's trying to pull her into the water. Mm-hmm. That was actually quite harrowing, I thought. So, but yeah, this movie was definitely a hidden gem. Hell yeah. Dan? Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think it took two viewings to really appreciate it. So, but I think that's always the case whenever you got a, got a host, I guess, <clears throat> trying to get plot down. But, um, yeah, man, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. thought the uh, boat scene was pretty sweet. Um, like I said, I think if maybe they had some guns there, <laughs> would have been all right. But um, other than that, I liked it. I mean, no more money, no more bushy. Don't ask me to go Dutch. Cron, are you awake? Barely. (laughs) To be fair, Dan, you did sort of... You were... (laughs) You kind of petered off in the last. Yeah, kind of, kind of lulled me into it. Got a real soft there in the last thirty seconds of your final thoughts. You should read some of those uh, adult bedtime stories that people use on their phone or whatever. Okay. Well, are we ready for rate my letterboxed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hit it. Uh, I'm going right at it. I'm giving you both a three. I'm going to give Dan a three. I'm going to give Bones a I'm going Kron a three. I'm going Bones a 2.5. Kyle, you son of a bitch, you got me. I'm a 3.5. Damn it. Yes. I, uh, I thought... Definitely on the second viewing, the movie got better. The humor stuck out. It was great. This movie was real close to getting another .5 boost, but the the ending and the mystery kind of take it away, and the score, I think, sort of hinders it. The hinders it, but mm-hmm. I, I would have been off anyway. So I, I was going to say three. 
I think you were my wild card because I was like, Bones is either gonna hate this or he's gonna fucking love this. Well, you guys both got me at a three. Um, yeah, I think this movie is just a ton of the the same thing you've seen, but it kind of takes all those classic setups and jams it into one movie. Uh, I don't hate the score for this movie. I think like for the movie that it is, it's funny to me that this guy was also just like, I think I could do that too. And yeah, like it's not a good score, but just knowing that it is like so much of this one guy's thing makes it kind of like charming in a way that he also did the music for it. I, I totally agree with you. I think it's just so it's odd in a different way that for me, it was jarring at times. Yeah. It definitely takes me out uh, of some scenes. Like it is, it's not good music for this movie, but just knowing that he sat down and was like, Oh fuck it. I'll do it myself. Mm -hmm. Some of the most tense music is just him driving by the bakery. It's very, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, I had this movie at a 2.0. Wow. On my first on wow. my first viewing. Christ, dude. <laughs> but on my second viewing, like Bone said, I think it comes together a lot better. Uh I'm going 3.0, gentlemen. 3.0. So we got Bones at a 3.5, we got Kron at 3.0, and we got me at a 3.0 as well. Mm-hmm. This gives Kyle and I two points, and Dan one point. Fuck this game. Bones, we're st- the last two, since we've started this game, we've both gotten them right on the money. Right on. It's giving me something to play for, man. All right. Let's. Uh, I need to rethink my letterbox. Let's see where this movie lands. All right. Amsterdam would be coming in at number six on the big list. It is right under Death Wish 3. And right above Strange Land. Oof. It's a good company to have. Oh yeah. So I did better than full contact? Uh yeah. I like this movie better than full contact. But right. full contact was still a fun watch. I actually oh, I, know. I actually got mad at you halfway through this movie. Why? I was like, fuck, man. He's like kicking my ass with the picks. <laughs> got Amsterdam and Rad and Twice Dead. I do think about like, Twice Dead quite often, actually. It's kind of weird. I'm like, man. The whole, uh, the whole prestige of it. <laughs> Well, now what? What is it? I thought about the gang the other day, like in their masks and shit. I was like, man, I wish they would have had that like 
a little longer in that. It's like some of those masks are pretty cool. So it's just nice to not have to do a tiebreaker or anything. Yeah, I thought we were headed there. Nope. It is truly number six on the list. All right. I got one in the top six, Karan. You got two. Mm-hmm. Rad is still number one, Dan. Yeah. I know. It will always be. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. It's a, yeah. I, well, maybe I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say it. I have a feeling that this movie will be a rewind player. I feel, Amsterdam? I, yeah, I feel like Amsterdam is going to be one of those that in two weeks or whatever, or two cycles, whenever it's going to, we're going to sit down and one of us is going to be like, fuck, I think like Amsterdam, I think it's going to have some staying power for sure. I'm moving up strangely in twice. <laughs> Strange land has had its day, yeah, Kyle. It's off the board, bro. What? Well, for round one, it's off the board. It comes back round two. Yeah. So he could put another point in it if he really wanted to. He would really put another point towards. I'm not even going to. Wait, are you save saying for the? Rewind. Are you saying that? I thought we said once it's had. Because it had two moves, right? You both bumped I it. I thought that was per round. Yeah, it was per round. So you could come back and be like, hey, I'm throwing negative five at fucking Strangeland. Oh, no. I took it as you that. guys it was bumped like, it too high. It was done. Oh, no. You can hit I didn't it again, bro. Keep, I didn't want to have to keep wasting rewind shows on the same fucking movie. <laughs> I won't do a full point to Strangeland. I don't think. I, I took it as you couldn't. I, mean, I thought once it had two moves in general, that was why you were keeping it track like you were. Let's discuss off pod. Okay. It could work that way as well. I mean, I don't care. Let's argue about this for the next two weeks, and we'll, we'll have it sorted out for the listener by the time Via we get there. a passive-aggressive few text messages. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> that does make it interesting, though. What if it could only be open to negatives? No, I, I think oh, that's, that's shitty. Mean. Yeah, I think that's yeah. shitty too. That's even worse. I think it's really about you've been away for it from a while and you've thought about it. I don't think it should be that Bones gave it a two and I think he should it should have a five, so I'm just going to keep <laughs> pumping points into it every rewind show to bump it up eventually. I want to do that. <laughs> that's shitty he's like I only put .5 every every no, it's it's probably high enough at this point you know the first rewind show it wasn't even about the numbers it was just to make a point you know it was just to to stab slowly through the water at bones <laughs> stab slowly Ladies and gentlemen, Amsterdam, 1988. It's available on Tubi. Go check it out. Um, and like I said, this is our first film for Revenge. Nope. 
Detective. Oh, shit. Detectives. Uh -uh. Sorry. Revenge was our last category. Go check that out as well. So Amsterdam, first first film for detectives. That's my fucking category too. (laughs) And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Uh, Crash and burn. See you, baby. Crash and burn, and stay tuned for after showers. Dig. What's up, everyone? Laundry Man Dan checking in. Just wanted to let you know to follow us on Letterboxd, and you can also email us at 5dayrentalspodcast at gmail.com. Crash and burn. back y'all to the uh after shower show hopefully you uh soaped up washed the hair you know scrub them balls or those pooties you know do your thing maybe you took a hour-long bath at gunpoint mm-hmm. maybe you're taking a bath right now listening to this show cool cool we love you but we're ready to get sexy with you and uh, I think Kron is ready to take the throne here and and uh, lead us to the next pick. All right, guys. So last category, we had revenge. And I got up to the night of making my selection, not knowing what I was going to do. Damn. Detectives, the exact opposite. When Dan said the category, I pretty much knew what I was going to do. Bones, did you figure this out? I'm writing it on my hand. He yeah, figured, he it, figured out. it out. We we saw what you did on Letterboxd. We seen it. Why you guys are fucking obsessive with no, Letterboxd. I, I love I love how We're you We're obsessive. <laughs> yeah. You went on there to specifically mark this movie as Kron, if you look at our diaries, did, it's the only film with no fucking <laughs> I know. <laughs> Rating on it. To be fair, I figured it out that day, though, and it wasn't... It be Okay. Yeah. All right. Reveal. The second, the second selection for Detectives is a movie from 1982 called I, the Jury. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. This is directed by Richard T. Heffron. And it's going to be a wild ride. I watched the trailer for this. I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good one. This is a great film. It really is. Good pick, Kyle. It's got some, good pick. Got some great opening music. Dan originally picked this for the last Cinema Jihad marathon that we did. And I was thoroughly impressed. Have we discussed on this show your Cinema Jihads? 
I don't think so. Cinnamon Jihad is started in high school. Uh, We did have a place in Missouri where we all grew up called Bestway Laundromat and Video, where you could rent three VHS tapes for a dollar. And they had not updated their selections since probably 1989. I'd say like 94. Yeah, they probably had. They they had Pulp Fiction. Yeah. (laughs) So it was always an adventure to stroll through the horror section and grab three titles that you had never heard of. Uh, But it's it's continued in one iteration or another over the years. And uh, it's always a good time to hang out and watch some very terrible films. Yeah, we had some uh, some pretty bad ones there. It's kind of this podcast with less talking. And more pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you guys go. I, the jury. Awesome. Cron, did you look at anything else for this category? or I did look at one other movie. Um, there was another one that was kind of close, but... I have not seen it before. Let's see what year it is. I don't I don't want to step on Bones' toes. Nope. This one is also from nineteen eighty two. So your your movie is not, right, Bones? No. Okay, so the other movie I looked at is a film called Vice Squad, which is about like uh some cops and criminals in LA. But I, the jury, was just too fun of a watch, so we're going to stick with that. All right. And can we find this streaming anywhere? I don't think so. We'll have to rent it. You own the Blu-ray, so you can just pop that in. Uh, Bones and I will have to... This is a pay-per-view. That's a term I haven't heard in a while. I haven't really had to pay for much. Mm. I think pay-per-view fits into the five-day rentals time period. Yeah. Here's the gamble, though. It's You can rent it for $4 or buy it for 10 Is that a digital buy? Yeah. Is this... I've, been look, I've been looking it up on Amazon for the last week to see. It's like not on prime shipping right now. So it's like the earliest I could get it would be like, Friday, you know. Right. How much is it? There's one on Amazon. They're they're like um I think it's thirteen bucks on Amazon right now. Yeah, I think I was gonna say I think I paid like fifteen or something. I should have bought it off that Kino Lorber sale because it was like six bucks. Mm. Armand de Sante. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this, how he didn't get like sequels. Well, after we, this, this is not like James Bond, but I wish this character had gotten that kind of like, I would have watched 10 movies with this character in it. Some high praise. You know, you, you watch it and let me know if you feel differently. (laughs) I will say that I think this makes my selection easier because I went back and forth because I was also 
you know, I'm trying to find something that fits with me being the tail of the pick. You know, I don't want to pick something that seems like maybe a double. So, all right. So just get ready. Hopefully Disney Plus has the Great Mouse Detective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that movie. So does Kyle. You like the Great Mouse Detective, Kyle? I don't. I don't think I've seen it in enough years to to make that call. Oh, I did tell Kyle I thought of a uh, two day rental, the new Space Jam movie. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> I would prefer not to, but. <laughs> You said F9, dude. I would rather watch F9 for two-day rentals than Space Jam 2. I can't remember what it's called. Space Jam. Space Space Jamboree. I think it's like a new legacy or something. I don't remember. The Final Hope. They've been making the movie for like four years, right? Yeah, know. it's gone on for a while. I seen a preview the other day. I was like, I was like, oh shit, yeah, that comes out on HBO Max. <laughs> did you guys get the random HBO Max email today? Yeah, I did get that. Yeah. Who's just like, this is a test email or some yeah. shit? Somebody got fired over that, dude. <laughs> I got it in the midst of everybody wigging out to see if we were going to have a federal holiday tomorrow. Because they're like, they're not going to give us tomorrow off. I'm like, it says federal holiday, so... That gives a listener a little insight into what day this is being recorded on. Pre-Juneteenth. No, Juneteenth is on Saturday. Okay, so pre-pre-Juneteenth? Yeah. Pre-Juneteenth Eve. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to say Eve. Mm-hmm. Devil's Night. That's the night before Halloween, right? I think Halloween is Hallow's Devil's Eve. Night. Yeah. No, the thirtieth is Devil's Night. Fire it up! Fire it up! <laughs> well, why would you have Devil's Night Don't followed worry. by All Hallows Eve? That's like two Devil Nights back to back. <sighs> I'm a Wiccan. Devil can't be leave me alone. Blowing his load two nights in a row, man. The devil blows his load every night, guys. Because it's the devil. No. He blows one big load. And <laughs> On <his> Halloween. <laughs> his demons blow small little loads throughout the year. Where is that cat? She's under the desk right now. <laughs> I think it's just you farting. and. <laughs> no, that's a cat noise. She's not jumping up to say what's up. She's saying what's up verbally to you. 
Uh, okay, so that's my selection for <laughs> detective movies. Come back and join us next week on Five Day Rentals. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Go fucking iceberg. <laughs>